Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Are we on now? We, we are on now. And actually, I'm glad you said that because I forgot to turn. Wait a second. What's happening? Can you hear me? Um, I don't have headphones on. There we go. My headphones are on. Say something again. Can you hear me? My mic's not making any. Very low, comparatively. Oh, it's working. Okay. Okay, great. Good. Sorry. Okay, good. <laughs> you probably could hear me the whole time, and I was just being... Yeah. No, you okay. did sound far away. You did, did sound, sound far away. Sound far away? Okay, cool. You did. Well, you sound less far away. I need one more book. <laughs> Welcome to the incredibly organized <laughs> and very, very professional show. It's our turn. <laughs> Queers in, in cults. <laughs> my name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. My name is Aiden, and my pronouns are they, them. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> we are having a day. So, okay. So, this is... It makes sense that we're a little rough because it's been a long ass time since we've been, we've been both sitting here. I know it's been so long since we've done it together. So um, we're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing great. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. We are not whispering. No, <laughs> I am drawing the line. Do you, uh, it's on a completely unrelated topic, do you like ASMR? I hate ASMR. There is some that I'm. I guess no. Well, I suppose we all have like, like there are some people's voices that I just simply cannot listen to because their mouth makes like too much contact with itself when they're speaking. And so I just, I just can't do it. Um, I'm a very sensory oriented person. So like things like touch, hearing, like it has to be a very specific, like I will... One of the things I like to do to relax is watch, uh, they're called Let's Plays. So it's other people play video games that either oh, nice. I can't play for trigger reasons or, or whatever, or I can't afford. And so, or I just don't have the attention span. Right. <laughs> and so I watch other people play them. It's very in- entertaining. And it's very relaxing. doesn't take a lot of commitment mentally. Right. But it, and, and it's a lot of people do it. And I will watch plays, let's plays of games that I'm not even really super interested in, but just because the person's voice sounds amazing. Oh. So just the commentary they give while they're talking about the game, I'm like, oh, this is soothing. 
And you just fall asleep. I mean, no, I never fall asleep. Ever. Well. <laughs> Not even when I want to. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Anyways, that's another. That's that's a different podcast. That's another. I do have one more thing to read, though. Okay, sure. Um, this is called Mowing the Lawn. Is it spelled M-O-W-I-N, or is it like a play on words? M-O-E-I-N, mowing the lawn. Oh, that's clever. No, it is M-O-W-I-N, <laughs> like mowing, yeah. which is, uh, shout out to Lowen. You know who you are. Okay. Um, the garage has been cleaned. It's time to move on to other chores within the house. Tune in to mowing the lawn with DJ Jazzy John every Sunday morning, 11 to noon. As he tackles a big old pile of rock and roll grass. Rock and roll grass? I've never heard. Wait, like bluegrass, but rock and roll? I don't know. Okay. Every week, we'll feature a themed playlist exploring the vast potentials of what rock music can be. From mm. awe-inspiring to teeth-rattling, you never know what you're going to get. This actually sounds real chill. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So that's right here, mowing the lawn with DJ Jazzy John every Sunday morning from 11 to noon. Oh, that's cool. I love that. HumboldtHotter.com. Check it out. Yeah. You are checking it out if you're listening to this podcast right now. I'm going to check that out. I know. That's really, yeah. Because, like, yeah, rock and roll grass, it could also include, like, kind of a psychedelic, like, weed grass. Is where I went, of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a huge fan of rock music, but what I do love is rock covers of like classical music or ballads or like um, that kind of. So I yeah. love like rock covers of Disney songs, rock covers of like you know uh, like slow like. I see. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love. There's a um, kind of like a rocky cover of Creep, the song Creep that I really like. I've never heard of it. The creep. Um, I'm a creep. This creep. Creep. The song creep. I'll play it on the podcast. Okay. We'll play it today. I. I. If you didn't know, I was raised under a rock. So So was I. And I know about it. So no excuses. Okay. So I was raised (laughs) under a rock. I was going to say six feet under, but that's not what I meant. Radiohead. Creep by Radiohead. That's the one I was trying to. That's the band I was trying to. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yep. Nope. We're gonna, you're going to get to experience it. We'll get to experience it together later on. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know. You picked the subject. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I do know. I, I just did write to say this. That. <laughs> and I picked the subject. Um, so we. I was just saying, I've been coasting because Tony picked the subject last time. You picked the subject this time. I just get to be comedic entertainment. See, but I feel like you are not just coasting because you edit and you are on board every week <laughs> and you. Do so many other things that I don't even know about. <laughs> There's some subscription you keep up with uh, <laughs> somewhere, like the podcast. Yeah, the, the podcast. It's our turn pod. Yeah, where do you find that? <laughs> well, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> you can find it on Spotify, Google, <laughs> Apple, and Podbean. <laughs> oh, I got myself real good. That, that was, was good. good. <laughs> We are on a roll today. This is just fucking funny. So yeah, our topic is partnership. Um and it is kind of a a big uh general topic. Mm-hmm. Um kind of as I I was I was telling you earlier this morning. Yes. From the range of 
saying hello to someone in the grocery store to a deep, meaningful connection yeah. with yeah. one person. So the the encompassing topic is connection and partnership is kind of the focus. Is that kind of what it is? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go there. Awesome. Love that. Because <laughs> so so the scope that I kind of want to go with this is how religion alters how humans connect generally because if we yes so ducks are an easy example for me like <laughs> just okay just go with me <laughs> sure. go I'm, with I'm me on, aiden i'm with you i'm i mean stuck here for two hours i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> can you start with the ducks is where the snippet for this week starts please yep ducks are a good example ducks, ducks are a good example so <laughs> scientifically we know that they have to be with at least one other duck right like if for the health, for the like normal health of a duck, yes, it needs companionship of okay. one other duck. I just think it was funny that you said scientifically we know, and I was like, <laughs> that's that, you're giving me a lot of credit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we generally the the collective we, because um, if you have a single duck, it is very much like you. It shows signs of unhealth really mentally okay because it doesn't have companionship i didn't know that that's very interesting honestly yeah yeah and so humans i think are exactly the same way we just have a lot of shame and like judgment and guilt that yeah. we have created that that makes that inaccessible to a lot of folks i and also um religion and society actually both do this they make companionship look like one thing, and that's romantic relationships. And then they make romantic relationships look like a very specific situation. And so you really aren't, you know, you're not actually allowing yourself to benefit from the many varieties of partnership and companionship that you can, you know? What you're talking about is heteronormativity, where yep, it's, sure it's assuming that if you are in love with someone that it looks like this that you do mm -hmm. this in these places that your home life looks like this that you have children by this age and this job yep. by that age like all of these all of these things mm -hmm. that are just assumed even more specific that they remember your anniversary they remember your birthday they bring you flowers at work they buy you gifts on this day they buy you that no that's not like i can't i don't as a general rule, I don't tell anybody happy birthday because I can't remember everybody's birthday, you know? That's fair. And so, I, I, and I can't remember people that are important to me. It's not just like a, like, oh, all of my, I can't remember anyone's birthday. And so I just don't tell anybody happy birthday because I don't want to be offensive to anyone. So I guess I'm offending all of them equally, but still. At least there's equality there. Yeah. Thank but you. But like, <laughs> if, if like remembering someone's like birthday was a sign of romance, I would never be able to do that. Right. You know? Right. Because I, I won't ever remember. Right. And and so that's that's kind of the, the scope that is where I want to go on this episode is just acknowledging how... Um, I don't know inaccurate unfair i don't know mm -hmm. just how how society religion i don't know there's a blurry line there but Both. how how it is assumed or implied what your partnership looks like yeah. and also more specific to us how our experiences have changed how we connect to people mm-hmm if that makes yeah, sense. It does make a lot of sense, actually. So, so where do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. 
well, where I would like to start is asking you, how, <laughs> how, what would be one of the like main fundamental ways that you feel like, like, so I want to kind of, I would like to know genuinely how your, how your interaction with the general public. So you said anything from meeting someone at the grocery store to like, you know, romantic partnerships. Mm-hmm. Like, how has your interaction with the general public, those interactions at the grocery store, how have they changed? You know, it's like, <clears throat> like how they were when you were, you know, deeps in the depths of religion versus now. Yeah, well, I, I an easy one that came to mind right away is um, pre-Emerson. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to say it. I like that. I wasn't always known as Emerson in my life, so... Mm-hmm. Pre, before I was known as Emerson, pre Emerson, mm-hmm. I, and I'm still fighting some of these less, there are these like, um, uh, like quote unquote truths in my mind, but they're, I thought it was extremely rude if I didn't make eye contact and say mm-hmm. hello or like, how are you? Like, if I was not acknowledging every single person's existence, I was being rude. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm reworking. Um, but because also in that, when people didn't make eye contact with me, I thought they were rude. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it makes a little, and that, um, another way that, that has changed or whatnot is I, don't feel like interaction equals conflict anymore. Whereas previously, if someone didn't say hello back or acknowledge my existence, they were an asshole. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And just like, uh, on, like, out, out to get me and make me feel like shit by not saying hello. Like, it wasn't just indifferent. It was... And again, I'm really trying to rework a lot of this still to this sure, day. Sure. Um, but that idea of as as indifferent as a fish is to a frog, you know, mm-hmm. like just they are both existing in this world, neither preys upon each other. I know some do, whatever. Um, but you know, this idea that we can coexist without. Yeah attacking one another just by passing. Like not everything is intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not everything is intentional for sure. And it's not all about me in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, someone not meeting my eyes, that person could have insane anxiety and making yes. eye contact throws them over the edge. Whereas being in a grocery store in general, yeah, me. <laughs> they just raised their hand yeah. just in case you couldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> in case you couldn't see on this audio only yeah. uh, format. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, and, and so it, it's a, it's a, um, that has been a big thing that has changed for me is just, it reworking the perspective that I have because I am very, very sensitive Mm -hmm. and I am very quick to go down the deep rabbit hole. Let you know, like they're not making eye contact. They hate me. Yeah, absolutely. The logic is gone there. Oh, (laughs) I just saw this uh, post recently that said, if I don't text someone back, it's because I'm busy. If they don't text me back, it's because they hate me. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just every day. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit! But, I didn't. Wow. Yep. My yeah, sister I and I. From that. My sister and I joke um, about if we don't uh, respond fast enough, because we both have a lot of anxiety in that too. We, but now we we we're a lot better. But we would joke like, "Oh, you didn't respond to my text, so I assumed either you were really busy or the obvious you had died." You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Only the only other logical rational assumption is that you had died and and you know because you didn't text me back in five minutes yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's cool it's anxiety logic it's super fun. yeah and I, I think that's trauma too oh 100 percent, it is absolutely that's trauma um yeah definitely 100 percent. i'm not entirely sure exactly what but it's certainly there it's I certainly just, that i mean well i i, I want to repeat something that you said to me that has kind of blown my mind again because i've heard it before but that tr- the 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 part of your brain that processes trauma doesn't process time. And so in I'm it's, Oh my God, it has given me a lot of compassion for myself and acknowledging that when I am in these depths or like in a shutdown moment that I am in that trauma all over again, my body and my brain can't tell the difference that I'm actually it's Emerson. And yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and I feel like, that inability that that ability to um in spite of trauma kind of like function um takes time it takes time to refine and like um yeah function through your trauma i think is what i'm trying to say you know a lot of people myself included you know we think of we think of trauma like healing from trauma as uh you know, like we think of the healing process as possibly like <clears throat> as kind of like carrying weight. You know, we often think of trauma, you know, and that as, as like carrying weight on our backs and like. I'm trying to get a little height here. Oh, no, that's fine. I thought you found something really interesting and I got distracted because, you know, that's me. Um, <clears throat> we view trauma but we often imagine trauma as okay focus carrying weight on our backs and then like we you know we have to carry that around with us and we you know take some weight off or like you know what you know that like it, and the load gets lighter as we go right. on but we're like only carrying this walking towards a destination and to me what living with trauma is like is uh, like having a boulder that's rolling down the hill and every single day I'm just holding it up. And so everything I have to do throughout my life is in addition to keeping that boulder from crushing me at all times. Yeah. You know, like interacting with people, going to social events, you know, um, interacting with family therapy. It's like healing from trauma is also done while keeping the trauma from, rolling over me right you know what i'm saying right everything not just like the things that every everything breathing waking up in the morning making breakfast it's all done in relation to keeping that holding that boulder back at all times yeah so yeah yeah it's exhausting it's 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 really difficult yeah and and that that perspective that um you need to do it like in spite of or like get over it or make it happen anyway kind of perspective or like message that Mm -hmm. I know I get a lot um certainly from society but definitely from religion too 
um, of just like minimize your sensitivities, minimize your yeah. comforts um, for what, you know? Exactly. For, oh. for the collective good. We could talk <laughs> about that, just that right there. How I mean, often people want you to adjust your everything for for the you know every everybody else's needs are their priority and when you realize that that your needs are also your priority but their needs are their priority it's freeing in some senses but it's also like <clears throat> i don't need i'm like i'm sorry that this is a trigger for me i'm not going to change it so that you don't feel bad about triggering me right right that's how it is the, you know um yeah this question because i was grappling i got We have, we have, uh, have, I can tell you, we have um, an hour and 40, 35 minutes. Okay. (laughs) Long ass story short. (laughs) No, Um, take your time. That's what we're here for. God. So, well, this isn't at all. No, this is what I want. Okay. Okay. So, I experienced an interaction with a customer at the place that I work and it was about masks Mm, and, mm -hmm. and it was implied this phrase came up. This wasn't what the customer said. Um, but this phrase came up of your sensitivities are making me uncomfortable. Yep. And I would like to have an episode talking about that. Me too. Because that is a huge message. It's a huge. Specifically from religion all over in society. Oh, it's and it's 100% in the queer community too. I have experienced that. And f- from other queer people, by yep. other queer people, yep. everyone holds to a certain extent this mentality. Yep, absolutely. Um, and it it bothers me. It bothers me because it removes an entire demographic of folks that can't, like, not by choice, like, I don't know, physical, mental ability just cannot minimize their sensitivities. It's yep. like, minimize your sensitivity to gluten because it's just inconvenient for me to make yeah. gluten-free stuff. It's like, I you can't. Physically can't. <laughs> like, yeah, there exactly. isn't really a choice here. Yeah. Um, but this sort of like, and I think, cause this plays into what we're talking about, this partnership aspect mm-hmm. where, you know, we might think that w- how we are connecting is not connecting, obviously, but this idea that like, I need to minimize my sensitivities in order to connect. Yeah. Or yes. that mm-hmm. in spite of, like, someone might like me in spite of these sensitivities. Or we need to hide them so that people right. will like us. That's a big thing that for me that comes from religion. Yeah. Is that, is, you know, I, no one's going to like me if I look like this, act like this, have this, deal with this, blah, blah, blah. So I need to change all that so mm-hmm. that people will like me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one <coughs> for interactions. That's a big one for me that has come from religion. It's just that the 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 need to I still w- I deal with that like I'm dealing with that now with a lot of uh, uh, this isn't exactly interaction but kind of when it comes to partnerships I deal with that I have a lot of body shaming issues for myself mm. <clears throat> my dad was very very um, 
very uh, body he would body shame my mom whenever he like constantly for one. If he was in a good mood, he was making fun of her body. If he was in a bad mood, he was like belittling. Yes, belittling her and using that as a way to hurt her um, <coughs> constantly. And so I grew up around this that like your physical appearance means a lot, you know. And, and that it's okay to be spoken to that way and to speak to others that way. And that people, exactly. And I don't know, I would never speak to other people like that, but I definitely do. I did, like, I didn't outwardly, but I remember growing up in church, remember thinking it was okay to make jokes. Like, like oh, joke with my friend about that person's appearance. And I was like, looking back on that now, I was just like, oh my God, how did we ever think that that was okay? Mm. When we were Christians and we thought we were godly. Well, here's the thing, and, and you know, this isn't this isn't a getaway free card for, and I'm not calling you a, a, a I mean, oh my god, you're fine. I assume I will assume best intentions. Yes, I am. I'm gonna speak from what I know. Mm -hmm. Missionaries are a big part of colonialism. Yes, but being a missionary, being a colonizer yes. comes with its own trauma. That doesn't mm -hmm. excuse it. That doesn't make it okay. It's but, just a lose-lose. It's a lose-lose. Yes. Yeah. And so you, for your safety, to a certain extent, had to participate in these abhorrent behaviors that you mm -hmm. know to be abhorrent now. Yes. But you had to yeah. for your safety. Yeah. And you know better now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That it's that. Oh, that's a really big point. Again, like I said, not excusing the behavior, but like really having to forgive yourself for the for how you were behaving at that time mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. really recognizing it as going like that's one of the first things <clears throat> when i started uh learning how to process my behavior as opposed to suppress it was just being like you know what it happened and it's not okay but like i would say it happened and that's okay and i didn't mean that the behavior was okay but it was okay that I could acknowledge it. Like I'm okay now because I'm acknowledging it. How I'm acknowledging how awful that was, and I'm acknowledging that it actually did happen. Right. And that I'm not still doing that. Right. I'm not that person. I'm not going to do that. I recognize how absolutely, like you said, abhorrent that behavior was. Yeah. And um, that's a big. Oh, that's a big one of 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 healing from trauma, which I feel like is a completely different side topic, but it's, but, but it's big. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know if we're staying on this topic at all, but I kind of like where we're going because yeah. we're kind of talking about time more. Yeah. Um, how I visualize it for me is that past Emerson, and that could have been yesterday, right? But yeah. past Emerson is a completely different person that was able to know only what they knew in yeah. that moment. And knowing things, like the things that I've learned since then, I know better, but having the compassion for your past self, knowing that they were just trying to do whatever they needed to survive. Mm -hmm. And at some points that did include hurting someone else and you live differently. Yeah. But, but, and that's like, that's where I visualize it is, you know, Emerson, four years ago, did some fucked up shit. Absolutely. But 
they were also going through a lot of fucked out shit, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and I, I'm not even talking about any specific event. That was just an example. Totally. But, um, yeah. I, I keep interrupting you. And I, that I have too. nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I will be silent for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> um, that's one of the things without being too controversial. That's one of the things with, um, uh, uh, quote unquote, cancel culture. Mm-hmm. There's two mm-hmm. sides to it. Like, yes, part like so much of cancel culture actually makes people suffer consequences. You know, you can't just be an asshole, not change, continue to be an asshole, and then and think it's okay. And think it's okay because you're like, oh, well, that happened two years ago. Whatever. Like, I, you know, like you're still an asshole. So consequences. But also, can it's really easy. It's really easy to, especially in the. I feel like this is a big thing in the queer community as well, for people that I want to say. I will say my age um, and coming out later in life. You know, I'm I'm going to be 39 in November. I came out like three months before I was 30. I was <clears throat> incredibly religious in a cult. You know, I was raised in religion. I was in a cult. I was like <laughs> like the, the poster child for white privilege, you know, like white male privilege at mm-hmm. the time. Like, I was incredibly problematic. I said, uh, looking back on things that I said after I came out that I thought were jokes or funny or whatever, and if my friends at that time had just canceled me, because I was an asshole, I was saying things that are inappropriate, if they had just canceled me instead of educating me, I wouldn't have ever learned and wouldn't have been able to grow and understand. Right. And and they didn't baby me or coddle me. They weren't like, it's okay that you said that, but they were just like, that's unacceptable, you know, and let me sit with my discomfort. Let me, you know, s- realize how non acceptable thing that was to say. Yeah. But there was no like cutting off. And there's a, there's a huge difference between those two things with how you deal with yourself, with how you deal with other people. Like, like <clears throat> I, I understanding that, you know, people were off. I, if, if I was judged by all of my past behavior, Absolutely Bye. not. No one, <laughs> no one would talk to me. Yeah. I wouldn't talk to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. I, I was a, I was not a good person when I was being raised in a cult. I, it was not okay. I was not okay, and so I think it, it's, it's a, it's a really fine line. You know, I think that intentions now really do have to play in. You know, yeah. they yeah. really do, and it's also like a person by person basis. Totally. You know, you may need to cancel me for my behavior for your boundaries, but that person may not have to cancel me for for my behavior because right. they don't have the same triggers or boundaries. Right. You know, so it's also like a a personal thing. Yeah, totally. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and 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 I feel like this does play into what we're talking about the the idea. Of cancel culture, this just like no, this hard no. There's mm-hmm. there's no um, redirection. There's no education because how I visualize it, it's like a water flowing, right? Where yeah. you know you say something, one says something offensive, and a no is just like a dam. Yep. Whereas education is a a, Redir- a, yep. a redirection of the yep. river. Absolutely. And I feel like. It's problematic called cancel culture is because of that reason, because the folks that have to be educated for all of our safety are getting damned. (coughs) Ooh, 
That's very. Oh, look at that. An, wow. An unintentional genius comeback, callback connection there. Look at that. You're just. Thanks, you're just, Jesus. You're so or smart, Satan, sweetie. You're so smart. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, they are getting damned in a lot of ways. They aren't given the time or space for. Yep. And, okay, an element, though, they are not asked. They are not offering the time and space to be educated yeah either yep yes totally it's on both sides to be Absol open and to you know yeah but that that's i think my problematic place with cancel culture and that's not to say that you need to minimize your comforts to educate someone else mm -hmm. that's a line that is person by person absolutely very individual I, the, for me, the way I kind of like view this concept is pronouns, educating someone on your pronouns. You know, if mm. someone, <clears throat> I, for me personally, identify as non-binary, I, I fully realize that I present very to what most people would assume is I present like I appear to be a cis man to most of the general public. The uneducated <laughs> the public. The uneducated. And so when someone, you know, misgenders me uses the wrong pronouns I have that option of like ignoring it if I need to for my for that I have the option of correcting them um, I have I can do the, you know I can do whatever mm -hmm. and so if it's somebody that I actually care about and want to and have kind of built up a relationship for me I'm <laughs> if I approach everyone with this like you know, a, a complete stranger misgenders me, and I'm like, "Hey, those are my pronouns. You should what know." What the that. fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they're not gonna want to be educated, right? They're not gonna want to, you know. They're not. They don't want to listen to that. Absolutely not. Would you? <laughs> no, absolutely. In fact, that has happened to me before. When I, shortly after I came out, someone approached me. You know, I misgendered them. I'd never met them before in my entire life. First time I ever met them used the wrong pronouns and they just bit my head off and I literally never wanted to talk to them again because they were a complete asshole wow. and it had nothing to do with their pronouns. They were just an asshole. <laughs> you know, like I, and I, I, I used the proper pronouns from that point on and still never wanted to see them again. You right. know, like they were right. just an asshole. Um, uh, uh, so, but also, but, but, the flip side to that for me is if you then do take that effort, oh, hey, actually, my pronouns are they, them, they're not, you know, whatever. And they are like, oh, whatever, you know, or they scoff at it or they like don't respect that. Well, then fucking cancel them right then and there. You yeah. know, like, yeah, no, you no more effort after that. You don't have to give any more effort. They've 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 stated their their, you know, their case and they, they, yeah. they've their stance. They've taken their stance and that's yeah. not. I owe them nothing else after that. You yeah. know, is how I feel. It's like, that's why I say like, we're all, we're, I don't feel like we're responsible for knowledge we don't have, mm -hmm. but as soon as we have it, we're fully responsible for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about that. Yeah. And I know that, um, a lot, so it takes so much effort for you in particular to correct someone in pronouns is an easy example, Yeah, but and so to get that response of like, oh, what the fuck ever, like, what did, you know, any, anything slightly negative yep. is just like instant energy drain. Yeah. Like it takes so much energy to correct someone, but then to get that response is even more challenging. And so often mm -hmm. I, I maybe 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you often just don't, I don't correct people. No, I don't correct people because it doesn't. Because you can't commit to that response, so you don't. I don't have the energy, and I don't have the, I'm not interested in the energy exchange, and I also have a lot of trauma, and so negative rejection, I'm very rejection sensitive, so any kind of rejection can be really damaging for me, so I just don't. It's easier for me to deal with the wrong pronouns um, than it is to uh, have to spend the time to fucking educate them, spend the time making them feel better, because they're, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know, I would never, right. blah, 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 and I'm like, I don't. I'm not, in, <laughs> don't take this the wrong way or take it the right way. I'm not interested in your feelings. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. this was about my pronouns. Um, uh, uh, or I just don't have like, I just don't have the energy for the energy exchange. I just, it's just not there. Yeah. And so I have to really weigh that out. That's why, that's why I also say like, I have to care about you to care to, I have to care about you to care what you think of me. You know, yeah. like I, yeah. I don't if I care about you, then then I care. Then I care about interactions. But right. If I right. don't, then I whatever you right. think, whatever you want about me. Yeah, you know? I, I haven't quite got very comfortable with you can think whatever you want about me. I'm still very much subscribed to everyone needs to like me. <laughs> oh, sh of course. That's how I feel. <laughs> right. You know, that's right. I, I know that's I'm not supposed to feel that way. But right. I, you yeah. Know. Yeah. It's and, and you know, I. I I think there's a lot of opportunity to make stronger connection in that availability to correct someone, but it's it it's problematic. It, it leaves a lot of room for not connecting in yeah. that inability to correct, and that's yeah. not your fault. That's no, not anyone's fault. You're absolutely fault. right. But I, it just it's just pointing back to how there is more room for connection and it's on both parties to be open yeah. for it. Yes. And that's where the rub comes is that yeah. one or both aren't even open to talking about yeah. talking about it. Yes. I, uh, the, you know, the, uh, it is always easier for me and I will sacrifice genuine connection for safety for me. Mm -hmm. I will always default to just not, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I had an experience a couple of weeks ago. It was very pleasantly surprised this, you know, I was with my coworker, hang out with my coworker and this, uh, this, uh, the, 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 you know, straight by their declaration, not mine, mm -hmm. uh, straight, um, guy came up to me, us, and was just like, oh, hey, you look like really cool people. And, and then, like, n specifically noticed my pin and was like, was that, and asked me, like, is that for you or is that just in support? You know, because I have a trans uh, flag uh, thing on my jacket. I was mm. wearing my jean jacket. And I have a they, them pronoun uh, button on my jacket. And they were like, is that for you or is that f just in support of, of trans people? And I was like, oh, no, that's for me also. And then, like, respected that and and you know honored my pronouns and you know we kind of talked about it and they're like oh, I've got a lot of I have a lot of queer friends and you know they were very educated on that um it was very pleasantly surprised because they fit a stereotype that I would have never I would have never you know if they just didn't ask my pronouns I would have never corrected them because I right. you know they fit yeah. that stereotype that makes me feel 
like I'm not safe to do that. You know, yeah. you're not, not sure what their reaction is going to be. So there's always that potential for it to go the other way. But it's really hard when you have that trauma. You know, you always are always afraid like the, that, yeah. that fear is always there. Yeah. You know? Yep. I I had a similar interaction with a, a by his definition of a cis man, mm -hmm. but you know, just based on aesthetics, very cis man, yeah, heteronormative, whatever, yeah. Um, and you know, we got to chatting, and he he asked my pronouns, like he asked my pronouns, you know, down the line, yeah, in a conversation, but and then he shared his and his wife and when referring to his two-year-old daughter, like she for now, we think so Aww. far. I love that. Right? Aww. And I feel like that's really empowering and encouraging yeah. to hear your story as well, that there are folks, there are allies that have nothing to do with this, with this queer community and still give a shit about it. Yeah. Whoa, what yeah. an idea. But yeah. that they're that they're doing their work, that yeah. they are trying to be more inclusive because that is, there is a lot on allies right now, particularly right yeah, now. There is a There's lot a lot on, on you, yeah. but you have to do it. <laughs> I know There's... it's so, it's, you know, it's that, that principle, it shouldn't be on the backs of the minorities to make the change. You know, it's not. It simply can't be. It can't be. This society does not change that way. No, it doesn't. We've learned that. <laughs> not that we have no responsibility, but the, the no. people who are going to make the most change are not the people who need it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's not to say, I mean, again, with, with both parties, with the cancel culture and not, the, it's on both sides of this that to be open, to be yeah. working. Like it, it isn't just on one side. It isn't that we have to outgrow the suppression. Yeah. That suppression has to fucking stop yeah. in order yes. for us to grow. Oh, I just got goosebumps. I know <laughs> we don't. Oh yeah. That we, cause I, you know, <laughs> that just makes me think of those people that's like, oh, well, just, you know, it's 2022. Get over it. Fuck up. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not what I meant. That's not what that means anymore. It doesn't mean that anymore. Fuck, it does. Like, the fuck I mean, it does. When like, did it change? When did it truly? change? And why did you get to decide that? Because you're not the one it's affecting. If it's not affecting you, you don't get to have an opinion on it. But again, that period, that tone <laughs> that you had, that like, it's 2020. Yeah. Your sensitivities are making me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't get to say how you make someone else feel. Yep. And, exactly. Which is so hard. It's so hard. It's really, it's really, it's difficult. It's that it's not an easy concept that we do not get to decide. That it's that same thing that like we don't. Uh, what's that? That principle is that like your your intentions don't change like how it affects me. Mm. So like just because you didn't intend for it to be offensive, it was offensive to me. So you don't get to decide how I feel based on your intentions. You I've know, never heard that before, but really? I love that. Oh yeah, that was a big thing for me. That was a big thing for changing my like, like. Well, I didn't mean it that way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yep. matter how you meant it. Yep. Hi. 
perceived it this way. And so that's, you have to come, you have to base the conversation off of how it affected them, not how you intended it. And this leads perfectly into partnership and human connection. Yes, it sure does. Because without the humility to hear negative things or like the mental stability to hear about negative things about you, mm -hmm. you aren't able to grow, yeah. you know, like, so, okay. So a couple different perspectives of, of this is a, a, a type of person that is angry or easily defensive or just like, no, I didn't make you feel that way. That kind yeah. of perspective, yeah. right? And then this other one, which is a little bit more meek, still an unhealthy self-confidence of if I hear negative things about me, I will take that as truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it it's such a it's such a work to do to find that middle balance of not having too much ego, but not having enough of it is problematic too. And so it's hard to inflate, you know, there's a healthy amount of ego inflating. There is a yeah. healthy amount of self building up yeah. to do. But if you go too much of it, that is, oh, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing this. My, I'm fine, right? Yeah. And, and so it's that... Uh, it's on everyone to connect more. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That I think the like the main thing that I'm kind of thinking and taking away from this is that like all human interaction is a revolving door. There's no Every such thing as like you know we talk about spectrums. You know we talk about you know everything being on a spectrum and um, gender, sexuality, identity, all these things. Like, but interaction like human interaction is also a spectrum there's no like end point there's no like it's not this linear no it's not it's always just like i have a, I, I need to have enough confidence that that um i'm not going to take what you say about me personally but i need to be you know i need to be like humble enough to accept criticism mm -hmm. you know like i need to be open enough to have dialogue but i need to be you know like closed off enough to have boundaries so that i don't let you offend me you know exactly. like that cons it's it's always a balance it's always a, like a revolving door there's no there's no like destination there's no right there's no wrong it's just kind of it's it's individual and to think really like really to think that someone has prescribed a type of relationship for an entire demographic of human beings mm -hmm. whether it be monogamy whether it be within a certain religion yeah still that heteronormative idea that if you're not doing this you're unhealthy yeah um or if you're doing this you're unhealthy yeah it's 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 fills everything yeah. with so much shame. I um, <clears throat> was actually, well, I was listening to the podcast last week with me and Tony, which you can find on. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. Just go ahead and Thanks. finish that <laughs> sentence. You can find on Spotify, Google, Apple, or Podbean. Um, it's our turn. Queers, Queers and cults. And cults. <laughs> <laughs> we both say that well, every, I, time. every time. I love it. Um, so we were talking about uh, when, how entitled Christians feel to come up to you and like God told me to tell you this or I need to tell you and you know like they're very much that and, and I said apply that logic to um, any other 
anything else. Apply that kind of logic to anybody Vaccinations, else. Vaccinations. Yeah. Uh, I, I said, I, what the example I used was a hairstylist. Can you imagine a hairstylist walking up to a stranger in a restaurant and being like, I noticed your hair is not very good. Uh, you know, <gasps> like, and you need a new haircut. So here's my card. Like, that would be considered wildly offensive. Oh, my you know? God. You're not wrong. Right? Right? <laughs> and so that kind of logic that one relationship works for everyone, and this is the only right way, um, apply that logic to anything else. Food. Like, Ugh. you know what I'm saying? Like, this If this you don't food, like broccoli, you're mentally unstable. And broccoli can be, broccoli will suffice all of your hunger forever. Wow. For everyone. And they just don't know it yet. You just haven't tried broccoli. Or you haven't eaten enough of oh it. Oh my god. Okay. Or no matter how you're feeling, broccoli actually is it, it it actually is meeting your hunger, you just don't realize it. Okay. We could really deep dive into this idea for queerness or not. Yep. And religion or not. Yep. Like that oh my god. God, uh, maybe it's time for a break. I think so. I was